Listen to her podcast. Wait, what? Hey guys, welcome back to Spooky Tuesday, a weekly podcast where we're breaking down all of our favorite slashers, thrillers, monster movies, and black comedies on the new scariest day of the week. I'm Sydney Thompson. I'm Monica Height. And I'm Chelsea Duff. And this week we're doing something fresh, something new, something hot off the presses. It's Bodies, Bodies, Bodies 2022. And we all just saw it this weekend. I had a blast. Um, and it's very Gen Z. <laughs> I was just going to say, um, yeah, I saw it. I made some friends go see it with me. Um, I had a great time. Some of the boys didn't get it as much as the girls. I feel like this movie's a little bit for the girls. Um, but you saw it. It might be for the girls. At first I saw it with, I saw it with Claire from Sunday Scaries and also with Abby from Horror in Real Life, two amazing horror platforms that you should follow on Instagram. Um, and we had a really good time seeing it on Friday. But something about the movie, I wasn't like, I wanted to see it with Adam because he really wanted to see it. But he, this our scheduling didn't work out. So I was like, well, I'm not going to see it twice. I'm not going to spend my whole day on Sunday doing horror things before the pod. I'm going to have my own life. And then I get your whole weekend to the movie. I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. And then I watched it on Friday and I was like, JK, I will do whatever (laughs) I can to see it again with Adam before, because there's something about it that I was like, Adam needs to see it. You know what I mean? And he really, really liked it. We had so much fucking fun. So some boys love it. I would say. When I went to the movie theaters, I was in line for the concessions to get a little snack and an adorable six-year-old, uh, tried to convince me to not go see bodies 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 and instead go with him and his mom and dad to go see the minions he was right here's the thing you should have done that <laughs> here's the thing i should have because i didn't like this movie oh no <laughs> so you really should have <laughs> i should have like i was mad that i paid money to see this like i think i maybe would have liked it on streaming when i was mm. like eh, whatever but i lower did, stakes i did not have a good time. No, Damn, I was really this. hoping that you would like it. I was hoping I you'd not. like it, but I could never fucking tell with you, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> and you were you were texting us a lot during the movie, and so I was yeah, like, I was like that's a bad sign. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, I cannot believe I wasted my afternoon doing this. No, like, no, so bad. Oh. Well, <laughs> for all of Sydney's hate, I loved it just as much. But here we are here before we get into it. Let me tell you what the plot synopsis is on IMDb. This is what it says. When a group of rich 20 somethings plan a hurricane party at a remote family mansion, a party game turns deadly in this fresh and funny look at backstabbing fake friends and one party game gone really very wrong and I said that wrong and I literally added two words that weren't in that description but I won't tell you which ones that's a mystery for you to figure out that's a little mystery for you is it really very yeah it was the really very it said very very (laughs) 
I just am feeling really very excited about this episode because even if you hated it, Sydney, there's so many funny things to talk about for us in particular, because this is a podcast forward. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) My friend a hundred percent turned and looked over at me as soon as I started making podcast jokes. So it was brutal. Here's the thing. It had some like funny lines, but Mm -hmm. it didn't, the funny lines didn't make up for how much I did not like this movie. Okay. Even though they were putting astrology stuff in there, targeting you. Here's the thing. That was the funniest. That's the only time my movie theater laughed. The only time (laughs) was he has a Libra moon. The only time. And it was one other person besides me laughing. Oh my God. I feel like the theater experience is like a huge part of it for this one because I saw opening night on Friday night in LA and this is like a very it's it's a New York movie for sure because that's like it takes place on the east coast I don't know where on the east coast but I I don't fucking know where it was but um I know that it's giving, well, I think they all went to school in New York because they were making all those fucking mean jokes about NYU. And I thought it was hilarious. Um, it's probably set in like Connecticut or something like that. That's where yeah. rich people live. But anyway, I, I loved like first, first thoughts coming into this movie is a mandala is like so fucking hot. Sorry. <laughs> but that was my first thought coming into this movie is like, damn absolutely damn this this cast I really loved the cast of this movie I think that everybody was like very cute and very well cast for this and they like had comedy chops that I wasn't expecting I mean obviously I expected comedy from Pete but like there's a lot of other people coming in hot and heavy here and it was like Rachel Senate. I am so fucking obsessed with her after this have you seen her in anything else no, I haven't seen Shiva Baby, which is one of her like, big things that she's done. Mm-hmm. And I, I might watch it tonight. Like I follow her on Instagram. I have literally no idea why, because I've never <laughs> seen her in anything, but I've been following her for a long time. So that's like part of the reason I like found out about this movie. I follow A24 too, but I saw her post about it and I was like, who is this again? I have no idea, <laughs> but here she's she a really funny web life. series. She's a really funny web series with um, Iowa Jebri. Um, who d- is on like Big Mouth and writes on like what we do in the oh. shadows and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it ended a couple of years ago, but they have a, a cute little web series. Twitter too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I know who she is was I just followed her on Twitter. Look, she's just she's- an icon online. Yeah. She was, you know, chronically online. Chronically and, oh boy, online. Can you tell by this movie? And yeah, infuriated me quite. Badly. I would say those are the vibes of the movie is chronically online. Oh, chronically, <laughs> chronically online. online. I just think it's such a funny, fun, like the movie isn't like, it's a horror movie. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. It is. Is it? But it's a satire. That's what it really is. It's like a satire on like the online community, like the Gen Z, like slash like sort of millennials too, but mostly Gen Z, like online culture. Like that's what it's making fun of. Like every, like I never felt scared the entire movie. There's some moments where I felt anxious for sure, for sure. But like mostly I was laughing my fucking ass off the entire time because like, some they talk about some like you know intense topics 
throughout the film, but the way that it is written, the way that it is performed, it's all tongue in cheek. And I was laughing my ass off the entire time. Like, I think that it's rare when a trailer for a film is so good and then the moments come in the film and they, I don't know, for me watching the moments from the trailer in the film, they came in such an unexpected way. Um, where like, it wasn't like a giveaway for all the good jokes. Like it was like a callback for me. And it was also just like, I don't know, within the context, it was even funnier. Like, Oh God, I, I really, I'm sorry that you didn't love it, Sydney, but I was, I laughed so hard. I was like crying in the theater both times I saw it. Uh, yeah. I found it so annoying, like way more obnoxious than funny. Like, and I was just like, this is annoying and I also read like somewhere that uh they improvise a lot of the conversations well the I read an interview and the director was saying she would just like let the camera run and like let them keep going and like get more natural like reaction shots and stuff that way which it's just I don't know I'm not Gen Z and I know people (laughs) talk like that a lot but Mm -hmm. Do they fucking talk like that to each other all the fucking time? <laughs> Just always I think on. it's supposed to be like hyperbolic. Like that's the joke. Uh, but it's not funny. It's just a <laughs> yes, it Baby, it's subjective, honey. It's subjective, uh, baby. I literally Are almost, you? if we weren't doing this, I would have left like halfway through. <gasps> I just like did, like it was so grating on me that I was just like on my phone, like, was like going to pee like I could not this movie like made my skin crawl in a bad way was it because it was like so discoursey like what do can you pinpoint like what it was that bothered you like it was it was the way they were talking I hated Pete Davidson's acting like uh, like so that's because he's just being (laughs) Pete Davidson he's not acting yeah he's just chilling I know, but it was like painfully obvious that this was like almost a 30 year old man trying to be a teenager. Know what I mean? Like it wasn't like Lee Pace was the only savior in this movie. He's that is because he's six five. It's not just because he was six five. five. It's also because he's handsome and charming. I mean, yes. And apparently he's bisexual. Yeah. Yes, he is queen. Um, Actually, I'm not sure if that's the label that he uses, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the label that he uses. But there was like one point where Pete and Lee Pace were like standing close to each other. And you could tell that Lee Pace was a little bit taller than Pete and picked Pete oh, yeah. four. And the entire time I was like, kiss, kiss. That's exactly no, what to. I said, Sydney. And oh then my they God. did it. On and then Friday? I was, maybe that's why I, after that, I was like, I fucking oh. hate this movie. But I Dude, just, no, the dialogue, totally the you. everything. Well, I'm sorry that you hated it, but I'm going to love it this whole time. So we can fight later. Um, But like as as far as like the whole plot of this movie, it's really fueled by Pete Davidson's character's insecurities, like all of the David. That's his character's name. David's insecurities like create all of the issues in this movie. Honestly, they really do. And the thing that's so frustrating is that like, they're at David's house. He has this fucking crazy psychotic mansion, like a fucking insane mansion. And he's got the most beautiful girlfriend in the world. That's Emma or that's her name, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emma played by Chasey Wonders. She's so beautiful. And he's just like, I don't, I don't understand why he's so threatened by Greg because Greg played by Lee Pace is not trying to get at his life. He is just a man who's at his house. Who's fucking Pete Davidson's friend, not Pete Davidson's girlfriend, but he's so mad that he's so hot. And it must be because he loves him as well. You know, he's like, I feel so uncomfortable that I'm so attracted to Lee Pace and I am now questioning my sexuality and I have to be a big old bitch because of it. (laughs) I think it's literally just because Greg is an inch taller than him. Um, yeah, and he's like, I'm the tallest boy. No one's yes, taller than he's six like, four I'm besides four. Yao Ming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm used to being the tallest guy in the room. I think probably he's also with this friend group used to being the only guy around and having that. Well, like, that's assured- not true because there's Max. Max is usually around. I thought Who that punched too. him in the face last night, though. You know what I, I mean? I know, so but that was the there. first time that they've had like that beef, you know, like he's, used, yes. I thought it that too, but I think that like, I think that he's just feels insecure because Lee Pace, Greg is like hotter, richer, cooler than him. Well, not richer, but like, not richer. He's, like older. I think it's because it's assistant. <laughs> not to get into like blah 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 alpha beta male shit because who gives a fuck um unless you're talking about the omega verse in which case you have my attention um but i think that it is literally just because he thinks of himself as the alpha male um and so while max is also a male who presumably is around even though he is only in this movie for 0.5 seconds um it's because he thinks of himself as like the guy and like to have this other man who was like legitimately a threat on those fronts, like you were saying, whether or not Greg is doing the toxic masculinity of it all, which he clearly is not with like his light mask and he's just like laying down. And I feel like he would wear a, a kimono, you know what I mean? And be like in, in touch with his feminine side, quote unquote, whatever. Um, Pete Davidson just- is just like perceiving him as like a threat to his own perceived masculinity it's because david's insecure pete is insecure his character is super insecure he like can't be confronted with another tall boy he has to be (laughs) the hottest man around and i'm like it's literally just that one inch i really think (laughs) i really think that's a big part of it i really agree with you that that moment where they go face to face and lee pace is just like towering over him a little bit like i think that is just the thesis point of that character Oh, totally. I was sitting between Abby and Claire and I was putting my hand together, hands together, like kiss, kiss. Yeah. Um, no one else in the group felt that way, but I felt that way. And I'm really glad to hear y'all felt that way too. Of course Uh, we felt that way. I know. I knew that you would. And so thank God for you. That's why we're doing this podcast together. (laughs) I will say um, the second that the movie opened and it was two girls kissing for a long time. um, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. It's good that we're doing this. It's right that we're doing this movie. I liked that. I hated the up close shot though. I was like, they kiss really weird. It was not a 
a great looking kiss. And I think kind of that was the point because it was like this weird charged month. It went on so long and then she grabs her pussy and then um, she's like, I love you. You don't have to say it back. And then it cuts to them like immediately in the car on their phones, like doing a, a little phone break. You know what I mean? Like it creates this sort of romantic, sort of like sexual lusty vibe and then immediately destroys it and like completely disconnected from each other. Well, I think it's like this whole thing is just a roast of Gen Z. It really is. It's just like a fucking brutal roast. So it's just like, I mean, that's kind of how it is. That's kind of um, how, I mean, I have a boyfriend. His name is Adam. You've seen him many, many times. And like, we'll have some times where we're like really tuned in. And then we're on our fucking phones for hours and hours because that's like, what the culture is these days you know well sure I think it's very normal to take a phone break I just think like the choice to show it in that way was a statement and tone setting you know what I mean oh no totally no I agree I agree it's it's all just a brilliant satire of of the realities of being a youth in this age right now like it's it's a really weird time because you're being pulled in so many different directions you have like this addiction to your cell phone this like need to be online and like to be a part of the culture online and that sort of a thing and like I feel like that's like what they're really trying to pull put across and it's making fun of it like you know it it's part of it's mean because like they're making fun of like oh being triggered gaslighting all of that stuff and I like I like enjoy like a lot of those terms like some of those things that we've learned from the internet are valuable tools to like quantify and qualify like what we're going through but it also is just like making (laughs) fun of all of these buzzwords that people use all the time like way too much at the same time so I don't know I liked it (laughs) I read a couple different articles I read a New York Times article I read I think most yeah I read an L article and I read a Vanity Fair article where they were like a bunch of them had like different quotes and interviews with the stars and the people behind the scenes as well. Um, and there were a lot of takes that I didn't like super buy into necessarily where they were like, social media is the villain, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm, I don't know. I think it's really just like toxic friendships are the villain. Um, and like social media has kind of contributed to part of this where it's like, you might have a friend group that's about like, oh, we take and post pictures together so that people can see what good friends we are, but we're not actually good friends to each other. But I just think like, these are all issues that have already existed and are not new. You know what I mean? They might present in a different way now. Social media, I think really comes through with like the the buzzwords because it really gave us access to these sort of like academic and actually useful and psychological terms and knowledge people would not necessarily have been familiar with otherwise totally and like there it makes sense to point to that and say like that is a problem because it is having people like engage with that language without really appreciating the weight of it um totally but also I feel like people over diagnose a little bit these days sometimes but Mm -hmm. then also like some people now have the terms to use to like describe what the fuck is going on in their lives when they wouldn't have before so you know it's always a balance yeah I just um I don't know I don't I don't really feel like it was 
anti-Gen Z or like a takedown of Gen Z or social media or whatever. I kind of felt like that is dumb actually. And it's really just about, because the, the they're like, what would Gen Z do if they lost access to social media? And it's like, okay, but this is the same premise as any horror movie where the power goes out. You know what I mean? Like they're not doing anything particularly dumb because they're Gen Z. They're doing things that are dumb because they all secretly hate each other. And that has existed within friendships at any age in the lifespan and at any point in history jesus had friends who betrayed him because they were toxic so so true going back to the early days um, y'all remember caesar (laughs) yeah literally yeah we should all just stab caesar exactly a concept that i want to talk about um just here at the beginning Mm -hmm is the concept of the hurricane party and the fact that I would like to have one. <laughs> I had those before. Yeah, I watched this I've had movie those. and I've yeah. seen what happens in this movie and it goes bad. That sounds so fucking fun. <laughs> also, I like demand to play Bodies, Bodies, Bodies the game immediately. <laughs> You've never played Mafia before? I've played it, but it's been like, uh, you know, since mm. high school. I've never played it in like a people roaming around the house with the lights out kind of way, I don't think, but I've played like the basic version, you know. I mean, like drunk in a house sounds mm. like a little ideal, fucked up. Yeah. Like uh, an ideally horrifying way to do it. I think that the house should have as few staircases as possible. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe. I think maybe like a one story or like out on like a flat plane. <laughs> sure. Right, like you have to stay on this floor only. Yeah, I did think it was really fun um, when they started playing bodies, 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 and the lights went out. The various way that they were like lighting scenes and like playing with that. Um, One of the boys that I went with was being a real hater, and his main complaint about this movie was that it was too dark, um, and he couldn't see anything. But I thought the way that they like, I know. Well, they didn't turn all the lights out on the end, like the lights that what light the walkway. I think they could have made it darker in theory, but I felt like I saw everything just fine. Maybe his eyes are sad and sensitive. Um, but I I loved how Rachel Sinnott was wearing the necklaces. Yes. I liked how B was like crawling around with her phone. Um, I thought that they like had a lot of fun with what they were showing you and what you could see and what you couldn't see in a way that worked for me. No, I, I really liked that too. I thought it was very visually stimulating. I also loved how they like in very like hard to view ways, like unfolded the like plant, like the floor plan of the house like you could never like really figure it out they do a good job of like setting up clues that are going to be important later as well like you know um you know that the car is going to be important yes as soon as she did the mm -hmm. b leaves the light open you know the window is going to be important the window of the car is going to be important because like um sophie's character or amandala sternberg's um, character I, I thought it was a mandala. It's not mandala. It's what a mandala. It? I it's a mandala. Yeah, it's a mandala. Oh, I had no idea. That's awesome. <laughs> it's great. And I'm not sure what pronouns they use these days, but definitely at some point, 
Amanda has talked about being non-binary and using they, them pronouns, but they don't have oh, pronouns yeah. on their Instagram right now. So I don't, I'm not well, sure, but I'm, that's the latest okay, info I'll I have. Use, I'll use they, them for, for a month. Amanda, that's, a, I've really got to rewrite the brain a in their name this entire mm. time. That's like um, when I was a child and I thought McGonagall's name was McGonagall and I just inserted a whole extra syllable in there. Even I reading the books, Hagrid's it felt right to me. name was Haggard and I was very <laughs> sure that it was Haggard and I was like saying that out loud like all the time. So we Oh, you know Haggard, yeah. <laughs> okay, I just Googled um, it and it says that she did come out as non-binary but uses she, her, and they, them pronouns. Cool, tight. Amazing. Well, Amanda, I'm sorry that I said your name wrong. Um, but I I love their character in this movie because they are so conniving. They really are. They've been through a lot. They've been through so much, but they have so many ulterior motives throughout this entire movie. It's really hard to ever pin down what's going on with them because, like, they set – Sophie up at the very beginning to be like so in love with B and B is like the one who is holding back but then we find out throughout that like Sophie's like had an affair with Jordan in the last week which is so crazy potentially literally the day before even yeah like literally and they're so untrustworthy in that way and then also like they are there with a motive a hundred percent. Like they told no one that they were showing up. They're t- completely just like, I don't know, ghosting. I, I It's the opposite of ghosting. They arrive <laughs> without they saying They had anything. previously instead of, ghosted. Instead yeah. of leaving without saying anything. Ghosts pop up without um, warning. That's still ghost shit. Exactly. It's still <laughs> some ghost energy. There's some specter shit going on right now. <laughs> what uh, do you think the motive is though? know what the motive is the motive is that sophie got cut off from their family because they went to rehab they had a really severe drug issue and went to rehab and got cut off from their trust fund and they're there to get david to talk to their parents and be like it's true to reinstate reinstate their trust trust. you're right you're right hundred percent what it is because like love them so much love Sophie so much but like they're not subtle they're not subtle at all they're finally having a conversation with Pete or with with David god it's so confusing that his name because he really is just presenting as Davidson oh that too sure yeah Pete Davidson named David in the film David David parenthesis son I mean, I, I see what you're saying, Sydney, because we know how old he is, but I think he looks whatever fucking age, especially now that he's like lanced off all of his tattoos. I'm sure he was wearing some makeup as well, um, but it was just so clear that he actually really has been doing that thing where he's been getting them all removed, which I still don't really get, but whatever. Um, but I, I, I really loved him in this movie because I think he's funny it just in general. And I think he was very much the type of funny that he can be in this movie. And it was hilarious. And I think he played the like insecure dude really well. And I, I loved like all the shit where he was like, I feel like I look like I fuck, you know what I mean? And how he was trying to be like with his, with his black eye from Max, he was like, 
yeah, like you'd see me coming out of a 7-Eleven and you'd be like, oh yeah, fuck. <laughs> Which again is just it's him so playing stupid. himself. No, yeah. Well, he <laughs> improvised that line. That's what he does. He made that That's up. He he's a comedian you know what I mean like he's just there to be Pete Davidson comedian and that's that's what I expected and so he hit the nail on the head for me um <laughs> and I also fucking like he was such a dick he was such a fucking piece of shit that and, and he's Pete Davidson he is so everyone he's everyone he's his name is on everyone's lips right now especially because Kim and him broke up literally like the week that this came out um you and mean like the week that, he that dies? have a baby? Yeah. Mm. I saw those tweets. Well, I was like, this is Kim's like on her BS. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> but like, I love that he died first. <laughs> I was so thrilled when he died. <laughs> I love Elated. that he died first because it's just like, I didn't want, like, I, I would have loved to have more of his jokes or whatever, but it's just like, perfect and the way that the movie ends out ends up turning out like it's just it's just so perfect for me for me it was beautiful um oh god it was so fucking funny (laughs) I was like the second that there was a sword and he left the sword outside I was like why are you leaving the sword outside you just made a big deal about how it's a fancy sword don't leave it outside I was like someone's gonna fall on it or something like that Mm -hmm. we'll get there (laughs) yeah I thought they did I thought they did a really good job with setup in general like the sword they introduced the top of the staircase they introduced um the light on in the car immediately yeah the glass table um there the the light on in the car especially I like turned to my friend and I was like the car battery because obviously we knew we were watching a horror movie and I was like oh no they're gonna get rained in like it, it was clear but in a way that I thought worked where you're like clocking it and waiting for it to come back check off car think, light I think they did a really good job of like casting suspicion on a lot of people like um with B going Mm -hmm. back to the car on her own and then Sophie just like being kind of sketchy and like like um there's a point when they're like coming into the house and Sophie like is looking at B and looking like with this really intense face and then her face changed and she's smiling and she's like we're gonna have so much fun you know it's like you're like not trusting Sophie's vibe um and then I think the the game of bodies 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 does a great job of like making everybody else seem suspect except for Alice like I never expected Alice to be the one who was doing it because she's just kind of like a fair weather girly no matter what like no matter what's going on she will just adapt to the situation say what she thinks is the right thing to say so you never know like what she actually feels until you know she accidentally spills the beans because she's coked out. <laughs> That's so funny though, because um the original script was written by Kristen. I don't know if I'm saying this right, Kristen Rupenian, who wrote um the cat person story for the New Yorker, if you remember when that was like oh, a phenomenon. Way. Um and the the script has changed a whole bunch since then. And there's like it's now like a story by Kristen Rupenian credit um and a new screenwriter who did the majority of what it looks like now um but in the original 
Alice was the killer. Um, and I don't know oh, like how really? much that Alice is like at all similar to this Alice that we ended up having, but that was one of one of the articles that I read said. No way. Yeah. Wow. So it's interesting that you like picked her to be like not her though. <sighs> well, I just like I mean in the movie that no, it's it totally is, different. Like, yeah, it's, it's totally different. She's just too all over the place she really has she's she's funny I thought I thought she was really funny her character had me absolutely like I didn't scream from fear one time in this movie but I did scream in the movie theater and it was because of her (laughs) I was screaming at the top of my lungs and like god I just like shouts out to the grove amc like 7 15 showing of this film last Friday night because like it was a fucking great crowd (laughs) the vibes were right yeah I think um like we've been saying there's like a ton of buzzwords but I do think Alice got all of the like iconic lines for the most part um the Libra Moon discourse was Alice the I'm an ally discourse was Alice um the I have body dysmorphia was Alice (sighs) the body dysmorphia part she's the best part of the movie hands down she's she is the movie she is incredible (laughs) her line delivery honestly of just David like that alone I I don't know it does something for me it it works for me she was just like perfectly fucked up throughout the whole thing Mm -hmm. and just fucking shit up the entire time like I can't believe that she revealed to everyone she's like yeah you guys don't have sex anymore that's so sad (laughs) like poor Emma and David like no one needs to know that honey Alice keep your mouth fucking shut (laughs) no amount of coke should reveal that secret um I do want Sydney's take on the Libra moon stuff though um does that would you say that would make a man of Lee Pace's caliber um particularly trustworthy when it comes to um if he's a murderer or not Here's the thing, Libra uh-huh. moons, uh, most Libra placements are hot, so that's- sure. Sydney and I have our Libra Venuses where, I mean, speaks for itself. <laughs> Here's the thing, my Libra <laughs> Venus is the bane of my existence, and I hate it every single day, and I cannot believe- But I what about was... mine, Sydney? <laughs> I don't know. How do you feel about it? That's how I feel about mine. I can see how it would be similarly the bane of my existence. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, his Libra moon. Sorry, back to the subject at hand. It makes him hot, but what else does it make him? I I feel like a Libra, depending on the reasons why Uh they're murdering, would weigh out like the pros and cons and be like, you know what? Deserved and do it. They're like the scales. They're the justice, right? Libra? Yes. So like if they think... um, Pete Davidson deserved it but I don't think I think in that case Greg wouldn't have I didn't really suspect yeah. Greg he's just no. stupid yeah <laughs> he's oh my just god. big oh my god he's just big and beautiful but I have never ugh, I laughed so many times but I laughed so hard when they were looking for Greg and they see him in the gym and he's wearing the light mask and everyone's like what the fuck 
is going on and alice is like that's his light mask he has seasonal depression (laughs) (laughs) he just seemed gentle to me but they were like he's a vet he was in iraq or maybe afghanistan i don't know i think he was a vet veterinarian assistant He's not even a veterinarian. He's a veterinarian assistant. The kindest man on this earth. And he's like, they do a really good job of like subtly setting up that he like does like meditational things like that. Like before the like potential murder mystery thing is even happening. Like uh, B is walking through the house and sees him meditating. So then when you see him in the gym, like laying down with the mask on, For me, it didn't feel that weird or that sinister because like we know that he does weird Zen shit all the time. He does this thing called relaxing. I don't know anything about that. It's not something that I do, Um, but I've heard of it and it's something that he likes and I like that for him. So, you know, it's just like that obviously didn't stick for B. My God, imagine killing someone with a dumbbell. Or whatever that's called. Yeah. What kind of weight is that? Kettlebell. The the thing is, like, that wait, you're not going to so acknowledge that I know the name of that weight. Great job, great job, Chelsea. Thank you. Great job for knowing what a kettlebell really, is. Thank you. You didn't say job. it. I was the one who said it. So yeah, it's I guess I know job. what a kettlebell is. Yeah, you do, and I'm really impressed with you. Thank Thanks. you. Thank um, you. But they they like never explain to him what was going on at all they never said anything about what was going on it's so frustrating like he thinks already that they're fucking with him all the time because they have been fucking with him all the time because he's older and he doesn't know any of them and they're all assholes that was the thing that i didn't get though is like the the fucking with him thing was like the um the best defense is a good offense and he was saying like oh you guys are fucking with me or was that a different part because i felt like pete davidson was just being stupid in that scene no no he was fucking with him he just was like asking him about it over and over and over again just to like get him to say something dumb I felt like Lee Pace, and I know this was, I guess, not the takeaway of the movie because the characters right after that were like, are you fucking with me? I felt like Lee Pace was the one fucking with them by just repeating himself constantly instead of- No, they were fucking with him. 100%. Well, that's dumb. I disagree yeah. with that script choice. They were just, it was Pete again, like with his insecurities, he was just like, I'm going to find a way to mm. fucking humiliate Lee Pace right now because he's- hot I just punched him um he's one inch taller than me and so here's what I'm going to do something literally so stupid it's not even smart it's not a smart burn or anything like that everybody knows that what the best defense is a best is a good offense means like that's it's pretty self-fucking-explanatory but that's why it was fucking with him to make him like put it into words you know um so it just like, uh, yeah, I felt bad. I wanted more Lee Pace in the movie. And so when he died, I was so sad. Um, but it was pretty epic that it was B. Also, the whole first part of the movie, I had no idea that Lee, that B was uh, foreign at all. I had no idea. I totally missed, I totally missed the accent 
Really? 1000%. Yeah. Until they got to the house, I didn't notice it. Yeah. I I didn't notice it until they got to the house either. And then I was like, what's going? Like, I also was like, wait, suddenly out of nowhere. Um, Maybe she just didn't talk a lot in the beginning. I don't know. It was literally just Amanda being like, I love you. Don't say anything back. You don't have to reciprocate. She did say some stuff in the car, but not that much, I guess. Just like, oh, it's my mom. Because her mom is blowing up her phone. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Wait, I want to talk about B a little bit more, actually. Um, Because I thought it was really interesting that the movie seemed to like slip into her perspective at numerous times throughout in a way that I felt like it really wasn't doing for any of the other characters. And I don't know if that's just because it was like, she's one of the characters we come in with and spoiler alert she's one of the only characters left at the end and she's kind of like the unknown and that she's the she's outsider, like the outsider. outsider. yeah I think that's what it is because she's an outsider she doesn't know any of these people and so she doesn't understand their social dynamics so mm-hmm. like that's like a good entry point yeah and she was like new to the bodies 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 game and so when it was like really in her perspective as she was like crawling away um but I couldn't tell if the movie was trying to like make me suspicious of her by doing that um or if I was trying if it wanted me to be like sympathetic with her by doing that um or it maybe it wasn't trying to like totally do one or the other at all at the beginning it was 100% trying to make you suspicious of her because she was like going back to the car and at first you're like did she leave that light open on purpose Mm. because like how could you be that dumb and she like went back by herself and then yeah it's stupid I'm sorry look she needed to practice her smile in the mirror I understand that but you always gotta close the fucking thing um but I think it's supposed to like put the the possible shade on her at the beginning but they do a good job with doing that with her and um Sophie at the very beginning as well but then like pretty much immediately you know that it's not her because it's in her perspective when uh David dies and you know that she didn't do it because you've seen everything that she did up until that point she's wandering around the downstairs trying to fucking take a piss (laughs) and then she sees him crash into the window so you know it can't be her so then after that you're kind of like um I don't know. For me, I was like, well, it can't be her now because I know she didn't commit that first murder. And then you know that she kills Lee Pace. You know she kills Greg. Mm-hmm. But you're like, that was because she was defending Sophie and defending the other gals because she was trying to make sure that they were okay. Because in that moment, he was being scary, but he was being scary because they were all coming at him with a yeah. million knives. And yeah. he had just been asleep. Literally and so many. Someone- if I had just been asleep and then I was suddenly surrounded by five hot girls with knives, I too would be on the defensive. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, um, I don't know that I ever like at any point was like B did one of these killings or deaths, um, but I was prepared to not rule her out um, because it felt very like clue vibes to me and I and I saw some articles talk about like clue references as well especially in the sense that like everyone has a motive for somebody you know what I mean like it doesn't have to necessarily be like one killer 
doing blah, blah, blah. So much as like now that there's chaos in the house, it's really easy to take advantage. Um, and if you have a um, grudge, you know, now you can enact it. Um, and so True, I was like, cause like all bets are off. Right. Um, and I thought Jordan was a little suspicious because in that like very first confrontation with, well, I thought she wanted to kiss me at first, frankly. Um, and she kept getting really oh, in yeah. space and then they were like dancing. And Sophie was like, why are they suddenly dancing together like this? Keep um, your well, close and Jordan your enemies was- closer. Well, Jordan Keep was your exes close make- and your ex's new girlfriend closer. It's very Actually, Fletcher. Yeah, very Fletcher. Trying to make, she was trying to make Sophie jealous and put Sophie on guard, being like, oh, I can get with your new girl. Like, you're not with me, but I can get with your new girl. That's what it felt like to me. I was like, their history is very plain. <laughs> I did like when B and Greg sort of had like a newbie alliance at first and like an outsider alliance and that initial dancing. Wait, that's so fucked up that she was eating so much cake before they were like, there's weed in that cake. So fucked up. But luckily she didn't get so high. Thank God. Maybe (laughs) she did. (laughs) She She looked like she was okay. She looked like she was all right. Well, she did after she murdered somebody, manslaughtered somebody, whatever you want to call it. When she went to change, because they're like, go change your shirt. Um, she put on makeup. But I also think, you know, she just murdered somebody. So I think she's probably just right. in shock as well. You never know. Like, you can't judge people based on, like, how they react to, like, traumatic things. Because, like, yeah. people could just act. Like, instead of getting in the shower, she washed herself off in the sink. Like, baby, mm-hmm. here's a whole shower. Yeah, yeah, no, she was having like a trauma response and she was like, I just want to feel like normal. So she put on that perfume, she put on like the sweater and all that stuff. So like that just felt like her just trying to find some sort of like normal thing to do to forget about what she'd just done. Um, so Which sucked because then they were making like, like weird gold diggery vibes um as though she was like trying to steal a Ralph Lauren polo sweater like she went into somebody's closet god forget like they told her to change her shirt like what did you think that she was gonna do I guess she had stuff for the weekend but she did bring her own bag but she wasn't thinking clearly I mean there's so many like class like like not warfare but that's Jordan your parents are upper middle class class Oh, that was hilarious. Dude, no, they're not. You take that back. So <laughs> funny. Also, they're teachers. So funny when like, I don't know what exact point it was when someone was like pointing out how Sophie's parents were the richest of all of them. And she's like, that's never mattered to me. And I'm like, bitch, it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter to you. <laughs> to actually. you, of course it does not matter to you. Of course it doesn't matter to you. Like, we're not talking about what it feels like for you. It's like how the rest of the crew feels. <laughs> um, But yeah, that was, it was fucking brutal. And ah, man, I mean, let, I think we should get into to more of the deaths as they come, um, because we've talked about Lee Pace. We've talked about David, um, but now we got to talk about Emma. Um, I feel really bad for for Emma's character because like Pete Davidson is a fucking shitty ass boyfriend um, and yeah. he's so fucking mean to her when he's like, 
you've never said one original thing in your entire fucking life. I was like, someone kill him. And they, then he, then he dies. So that's yeah. <laughs> um, but like, wow, so fucked up. And then everyone is just still so ruthless to her. They never trust her emotions. They never trust that she's being genuine because she's an actress. And it's just like, you know, actresses can have feelings too. <laughs> I've heard that about them. Yeah. I've heard that. I've known a few of them and they've all had human emotions. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. I uh, did think the gaslighting discourse in that moment was interesting because like, obvious, I mean, it's not quite gaslighting necessarily to just invalidate somebody's emotions. Gaslighting is like a specific thing. Um, but clearly he sucks and is terrible and probably does gaslight her. Um, but, but it was that, cause that was just like the bodies, bodies, bodies discourse. Even they weren't even into the murder part of it yet. They were still just like playing their game and being like, she always is getting her feelings hurt in this game. And she always cries. And then like, she starts crying immediately. Um, and she's just an actress. Like, look at her trembling upper lip. Like that's fake, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then they go back and forth on that a million times in the movie of being like, you can't listen to her. She's an actress. She could be lying. And then also she's a bad actress. So she can't be lying that much. So fucking mean. They're all um, so terrible. But like, I don't know. I started getting suspicious of how everything was going down when Emma died because she was so obviously fucked up when she tried to like make out with Sophie. Like yeah. when she pulls away, she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like she like yeah. literally seems like so fucked up. And then Sophie gives her more drugs. What was that by the way, that she gave her? Well, she took a Xanax. She was yeah. already on like so many drugs. She just saw yeah, her boyfriend and whatever be dead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> She saw her boyfriend be dead. That's a drug in and of itself, a bad one. <laughs> exactly. That's a bad trip right there. And then whatever, like, Sophie, like, found in that eyeball ping pong ball um, that she had obviously stashed many moons ago. Um, who knows what the fuck that was? But yeah, I mean, and you can also, you hear her fall, you hear Emma fall down the stairs when it's, like, in uh Alice's perspective and she's stumbling around in the dark and you can hear her tumble down and then Alice falls on her and also what a horrible way to discover one of your best friends is dead by literally slipping in her blood and smacking body slamming her dead body what a way <laughs> yeah yeah I mean as somebody who recently watched the staircase um it was an interesting death for sure, where they were trying to be like, could she have fallen? Could she have slipped? Look how much blood this is. Obviously, it's one thing or another. And I'm not going to weigh in on the staircase because I don't have firm thoughts or theories. Um, But I thought it like they set up it enough and there's been enough discourse about like that true crime story specifically um, that I think a lot of horror fans would probably like have some recall surrounding that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wasn't convinced it was murder either. Like, obviously she was fucked up. I didn't really feel like anybody had 
reason to kill her specifically as opposed to like I would buy that somebody would kill David you know what I mean um and also it was like so shocking and we saw him dying and we saw him like pounding against the window that you're like very inclined to be like okay yes big scary vibes as opposed to like any other explanation you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um but yeah things things really hit the hit shit hits the fan after the whole Emma of it all I liked her with the kiss with Sophie though like I thought it made so much sense for her character with all of the like the Max thing where Max is maybe this like specter this thread like in the background where he keeps getting mentioned but is never on screen at that point and it's like he punched him the day before yeah a really smart thing to have like you have this specter where like even if it seems like these deaths are like we know that Greg is killed by B we know that that one was was not the murderer or whatever but the rest of them like they're thrown into only honestly only Emma is the only other one where you're like could this have been a murderer um but like you have that specter specter of Max so it keeps you believing that this could really be a whodunit a really it really could be a murderer killing them all or causing this like chain reaction um and then but we'll get to that <laughs> um so I thought I thought that was like a brilliant play to have this like this character this unknown um that's talked about so much and I also love that they all did shrooms the day before <laughs> and like confess their love like I just I just thought that was so fucking funny that would happen it's true to life okay it's true to fucking <laughs> life <laughs> And they were like, it was beautiful. Um, for for me, I loved this movie so much and I had like so much fun. Um, I wasn't sure like what to expect with it because the trailer was so beautiful for me. I was like, how can it live up? Um, and I think that it did get a little slow in the very, very middle because the beginning was so funny, like joke, 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 like action in that way, not necessarily like deaths or whatever. I think that it started to slow down in the middle, but the next part that we're just about to get to with um, when it's just B and Sophie and Jordan and Alice left is like the crux of the movie for me. I was like, if I could have rolled on the floor, I would have been rolling on the floor because this is when all of the podcast discourse really starts to go down. And I, you know, there's been a few times that I've watched the movie or watched something like um, when I watched Inside by Bo Burnham, I felt like I had been shot in the face personally by Bo Burnham and he wrote it just to hurt me. And then mm-hmm. I, well, when I watched Bodies, Bodies, Bodies and watched this part of this movie, I was like, they have come for Spooky Tuesday. <laughs> the podcast discourse had me dying so much by the way I love the podcast so fucking funny (laughs) who do we think hate listens to our podcast which one of our friends hate listens to our podcast look I'm staying with my friends right now and when I showed up here my friend was like I've been listening to your podcast today and it feels like we've been hanging out so I think all of our friends listen to it with love Wow, that sounds like a hater. <laughs> How dare you? I think that a lot of our friends love it and listen to it with love. And I think that there are people in my life that surely don't like me that much and definitely are like, <laughs> listen to part of it. And we're like, that's stupid as fuck. <laughs> Here's the thing, baby. Keep listening because that just 
ups our numbers. Hey, listen to us. Download the download. Want. <laughs> uh, but like, what a reveal. If I was in a high intensity situation and it turned out that one of my close friends actually hated my podcast and been talking shit about Spooky Tuesday to everyone, I too would go for their jugular. So I can't blame Alice. Would you for, shoot for them getting- though? No, Jordan's the one who shoots Alice because this is what happens. Like Sophie reveals that Jordan fucking she climbs through the doggy Alice. door. B climbs through the doggy door to be like, he, she's got a gun. Yeah. And, and Sophie's the one who finally reveals that, like, that Jordan hates Alice and hates everything that she does and hates her podcast and hate listens to her podcast and talks shits, about, talks shit about her literally constantly. And then like Jordan is like backed into a corner, takes out the gun and Alice is like, or that's not necessarily chronological, but you feel it's me. close enough. Um, yeah. Alice and Alice is like, Jordan has a gun pointed at me, but you have come at my livelihood and I don't fucking care. I will come at you right now. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Cause you don't think Jordan's going to sh- shoot her. You know, you're like, even if you hate, listen to my podcast, you're not going to shoot me in the leg. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she like, Alice does say some like really fucked shit to, to Jordan. Um, yeah, like calling her middle Being class. Embarrassing. How, how dare she? <laughs> well, that was like the opposite of that because like I, it seems like Jordan was trying to like was painting this picture that she struggled so hard. And like what Alice was trying to do was be like, your family's actually doing okay. And so it's not that hard for you, which is a extra brutal fucking way to put it. Your parents work at a, our professors at a university. It's just it's like public. public. Yeah. <laughs> Very grimes of her TBH. <laughs> Lord God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, that is like a conversation the movie was trying to have and like sort of gets into on several different occasions about um, privilege and like who's the most marginalized and who's not. And like Sophie has that whole moment where she's saying like, oh, it's a problem when the black girl is doing cocaine, but it's not a problem when the white guy is doing cocaine. And it's like, Yes, but also some people are cocaine addicts and some people do cocaine. Exactly. Um, Like everyone's trying to use these like structural, um, not stereotypes, but like, like the, the, you know, just being like, oh, if the white person does it, then it's not as bad. But then like immediately after Jordan's like, I was in the ambulance with you four times when you had to go to the hospital. And I'm like, that's why you had to go to rehab, baby. It's because you were doing the most amount of coke. That's the difference. (laughs) Like there is a recreational usage threshold. And then there's beyond that, you know? Um, but I thought that was like, like, it just was interesting to see everyone's defense mechanisms. Like, it's a beautiful social commentary <laughs> on what you do when you're under the gun, fucking literally. <laughs> you be mean to everybody. Sure, sure. It happens. It happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just like if you hate listen to the podcast, keep doing it. Um, 
But yeah, that that moment, the second that the gun came out, I was like, there's going to be some stupid struggle and someone's going to get accidentally shot. And then boom, bang, bye bye, Alice. We loved her. <laughs> stupid bitch. We loved her. She's known Greg for so long. Two whole weeks. Two whole weeks. She's like, you don't ask for their middle name for like a long time. And that's true. <laughs> Here's the thing. I've been seeing this guy since May. I don't know if mm-hmm. he knows my last name. Here's <laughs> the thing. That's none of my business if he knows my last name. You're right. I agree. Maybe I don't want him to know my last Maybe it's a secret, actually. Yeah. It's a secret. It's a secret. That's a secret I'll never tell. XOXO. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean... I think that that was like the high point of the movie. The rest of it is, is really, really great, but um, it's just, it's really interesting to see them like come to terms with how much they've fucked up because after Alice dies, like they're like, wow, we're fucking freaking out and we're killing people at this point. Cause like Greg is dead because of us. Alice is dead because of us. We don't, Emma's an outlier. Um, but like that whole thing where like Jordan still picks up the gun and is still trying to defend herself because now she knows that like whatever she's done, she's brought the gun into play and now someone's dead because of that. And I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, but like B really is racking up her own body count. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on with her, but like she's ready to defend. She's so ready to defend Sophie and so ready to defend them. Um but like she still doesn't trust her at the end of the day because like I'm and she shouldn't because like it's very clear um, by the end of this film that Sophie definitely did cheat with Jordan. She definitely mm-hmm. did. Otherwise, she wouldn't throw her fucking phone into a pool. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. People that don't cheat let you go through their phone. Yeah, exactly. And like. Also, girl, at least that shit if you're ever <laughs> think you're gonna get caught my god this is amateur hours stupid right you should know gen z you should know better you've been chronically online since the day you were born like you should be using on. snapchat aren't the kids still using snapchat but yeah i they, i i hope that are they are they using snapchat they are right they See, are you recently re-went onto snapchat what happened uh a bunch of people that I used to have sex with immediately tried to add me and I cried. Terrifying. Delete, oh, delete, delete. Yeah. It was delete, honestly delete. horrifying. Disconnect. <laughs> like, delete account. Delete, no. delete abort abort. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no. <laughs> oh man. But I, I've just like really liked the way that everyone like or not everyone, but B and Sophie try to manipulate each other in the very last bit of this film because, like, I think B made the right choice trying to get a mate away from Sophie. Not that I thought that Sophie did it, but, like, you know, or killed anyone, but I wouldn't want to be around someone if I suspected them of, of betraying my trust and then maybe, like, really manipulating me this whole time because Sophie's been so effusive um, with her like love and professions of love throughout the whole experience. But then anytime that 
B was like um, under fire. Sophie never defended mm-hmm. her she at threw all. Threw her out into the hurricane. She left her to die. Not left her to die, but yeah, kind of left her to die at any turn. So she's like, "I love you. I love you." But like she cheated on her, and then when everyone suspected her, she didn't do anything to defend her. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So not a good girlfriend. Um, but I think that B is really, really smart because she like when it when she's caught by Sophie at the very end, she like plays along to do what she needs to do. So that's that's a smart gal move. Um, and I also love the movie like starts in the pool and ends in the pool. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that that was really cool, too. And I love also this is like a little small note, but um, at the very beginning, they're having that like hold your breath concept contest in the pool and Lee Pace wins. Greg wins. And he's like, see, I told you I have the lo- the biggest lungs. And there's that part when he dies first in bodies, bodies, bodies. And he's just like laying there and mm-hmm. everyone thinks he's actually dead, which is such a good fake out. I thought it was brilliant. Um, and, But like everyone really thinks he's dead and they're like so convinced. And I'm like, oh, it's because he's got that really big lung capacity. So he doesn't have to breathe <laughs> for so long. I just love the, a little through line that makes yeah. a lot of sense. The pool thing with the breathing contest, I also really liked because it's like really establishes group dynamics to a degree um, where we know that Sophie has been ignoring the group chat and then showed up regardless. And they're all like, you didn't say you were coming and they having this back and forth as people are like looking from the bottom of the pool and then coming to the surface to confront um and Lee Pace wins not only because he has the biggest lungs but also because he is completely out of touch with what is going on with the group as everyone is surfacing to like have this confrontation to a degree and he's just totally left behind left out but then he like really seals the deal of how the like social dynamics of the group are going to work because finally he gets introduced to Sophie. She's like, I'm Sophie. And he was like, oh, and then he was like, oh, you're Sophie. And you're like, oh, fuck. So Alice has been talking shit about Sophie for sure. Like they've only been together two weeks, but Lee Pace knows who the fuck Sophie is. Like that's very informative. Look, if you're bringing your new boyfriend to the group going away event, you are absolutely giving the rundown on everybody's drama ahead of time. And there's nothing more fun than filling in like a new partner about like your friendship dynamics in a group. Like there's nothing better than that experience. And here's the thing about Greg, Greg in this movie is he did seem very invested where he was like oh you're Sophie like I know about you like he seems like he would be like mm, yep I know like invested he'd in the eat drama. that shit up he's yeah a good exactly. boy he's a good boy he didn't deserve to die he loves animals <laughs> he is a very adult man dating a young lady um so that's never great um but he is lee pace so he gets a pass lee pace can do no wrong yeah also update on lee pace gay watch um he doesn't label his sexuality other than i've seen things that says just gay so i don't know if bisexual is the right term but regardless we love a queer Queer. yeah did I label him again by calling him queer? Is, anyway, you do you, Lee Pace. I support you implicitly. 
This is actually a perfect time for Adam to have walked in the room because the okay. final moment of the movie is something that was so special to me. Um, uh, because, because, um, like, the the whole reveal of this the the very end of this movie was so fucking funny like they're they, we talked about already they're having this struggle they're trying to get to to Sophie's phone to find out if she actually cheated what happened and they finally get to the phone and it's not Sophie's phone it's David's phone and I love when they like open David's fucking eyes and also <laughs> the 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 stance that he's in when he dies is fucking hilarious he has like his hands on his hip bones and it looks very silly and it made me laugh anyway that's just a little side thing for me um but the fact that they like get into his phone we've had this whole fucking movie with all this fucking drama and the whole thing is just because of a TikTok. <laughs> it's so in my mind it was brilliant. classic it was Gen beautiful. Z. It was so fucking funny. Like just him trying to be as cool as Greg. Like literally the whole reason all of these people died is because he couldn't handle that Greg was cooler than him. I'm like, "David, you're like 23 or four or five, whatever his age is supposed to be in this movie. Greg has many years on you. You have many years to learn how to do the machete, open the champagne <laughs> thing. It doesn't have to be tonight during the hurricane. It's okay, baby. But I don't know. that <laughs> seems like something a coked out man would absolutely do while coked out. <laughs> I'm just- yeah. Like that's that, true. yeah, yeah, that, that's very true. That scans for me. That's My only complaint true. about that is it felt a little, um, like the choreography of it all felt a little. Why would you be like, this isn't her phone? Oh, I know, it must be David's phone. We should open it. We need this. Like that felt a little. You open like, the phone, and it was a picture of him and Emma on the background right? but why did she need to be like oh let's open his phone you know what I mean other than we need that reveal uh, it doesn't bother me that much I don't know it doesn't I, I see what you mean but yeah it, doesn't it just me that much. I, I I feel like there could have been a slightly better way to do that maybe um but I'm not sure like if it showed you know how sometimes um, when you are like have music on your phone or whatever, and then it locks and then you look at the lock screen, it shows that like something was playing or whatever. I think if it had sh- showed somehow like, oh, this app, sometimes I'm playing like little games on my phone and I need extra points or whatever. So you watch the ad, but then you're like bored. And then your phone is like playing music from this random website. And you're like, what's that? Yeah, I think there the could have been the house like the connection to that um, somehow. Well, I think also there's the natural um, want to know what the person was up to, like right before they died, because they know that he died, and like, sure, and like I I didn't feel like his phone was out here of a jump to me, Um, but like that that whole that whole TikTok was so fucking funny. The fact that it's to that song, I know it's a little dated now because that's like a very 2020 um TikTok sound, but it was just it was so fucking perfect. And also um Adam has now left and so he doesn't get to comment. But Uh-oh. the reason I was so <laughs> excited about the very end and the reason that the ending stuck extra for me is that 
I fucking love the actor who plays Max, who shows up mm. at the very end. That's Connor O'Malley. He's married to A.D. Bryant. He is an absolutely hilarious comedian. And in the description, I will link his very, very funny video that I'm obsessed with where it's called like bird fest 2020. And it's just like, literally it's unhinged shit. It's fucking nuts shit. Um, and he's just like a very out comedian. And I wish somehow we could have had more of him in this movie, but the fact that it was him was just like the cherry on top for me. I was so happy. And Adam, I was, I saw it and I was like, I'm seeing it again. Because this is like Adam's like number one comedian. I was like, I'm seeing it again with Adam because just this punchline at the very end is going to send him. And did it? Yes, sir. Yes, it did. <laughs> he was ecstatic. He couldn't believe it. He was hysterical in the theater. So it was a beautiful ending for me. <laughs> okay. But is he supposed to be playing like an early 20 something? Because he also looks hella old. Oh yeah. He's like 35. So I don't know why they <laughs> cast him except for the fact that he's hella funny. So like, I don't even, he literally, his line wasn't even funny. I wish he had been like, what the fuck is this or something? Even like that. He was like, what is happening? I don't understand why. I don't understand the choice, but I respect the choice is the thing. <laughs> I was just happy to see him. I'm okay with him being way older. Pete Davidson was like, he's not that much older than Amanda and the rest of them. He's only like maybe four years older than Amanda. He's that old. Um, he doesn't he's look than that us. old either is the thing, yeah. you know, and it's um, like, it's Hollywood. We know how this yeah. works. <laughs> but like uh, he and Amanda's character Sophie are very clearly supposed to have like gone to school together since preschool I don't know that we really know how Max fits in um so he could also just be like a weird older guy kind of like Greg is that feels not not on brand for this friend group mm -hmm. no I totally agree well, okay, that I guess that brings us to our first segment, which is how could this movie be gayer? And luckily, we don't have to do a goddamn thing. Uh, yes. Well, okay, oh. we did. We talked about it already. They should have kissed. And Lee Pace should have kissed. I want to talk about kiss, it again kiss, because kiss, it was the perfect kiss, moment. Kiss. Greg would have, I don't think they moment. should have kissed on the mouth. I think Greg could have kissed him on the forehead and that would have established oh. dominance oh. and been tender. I did appreciate though it opens with a very long gay kiss um obviously that's Sophie and B but we know that Jordan and Sophie also have a history Emma and Sophie kissed like there's a lot of like queerness going on in general I'm inclined to believe that none of the girlies are straight um I'm inclined to believe that not all of the girlies are strictly speaking girlies um and that some of them could be non-binary Sophie in particular feels married to me I don't know yeah, if that's yeah. just Amanda or also the style B's style was also a little um, not that androgyny necessarily means anything, um, but I could see that for B, and I feel like B could be one of those like gender neutral names. Um, I think there's a lot of space to um, read queerness into this film already without changing a single thing, and I also think that um, they could have a little kiss on the forehead would have been great. Well, the next thing to ask is where would Matthew Lillard fit into this film? 
Um, I would never replace Leaf. No, and he wouldn't do as good a job in that role. I don't think. I got there's no other spot for him to go into. A young him doing time travel, and he'd be Pete Davidson. He would fucking rule as Pete Davidson. He would be an icon. That he'd be a shining star in that role. Um, that's it. He could have been Max. (laughs) He could just pop up for two seconds at the end and be like, "Hi, I'm Matthew Lillard." That's true. But it would have been even more jarring. No, but here's the thing. It would have been really funny instead of a character named Max if it was just Matthew. And they're like, yeah, Matthew punched me. Matthew, and then it's just Matthew Lillard. It's <laughs> playing himself. Look, oh these God. are rich kids. They might know Matthew That'd Lillard. so fucking like, funny. That would have, like, I would have been like, I like this movie now. You would have changed your mind instantly. <laughs> Sydney, I just saw the meme that you texted us that says they don't know how hard it is to have a podcast. You have to have a Google calendar and schedule guests and build a following. (laughs) And it's so true. Our Google calendar is very complex. (laughs) It's maybe the most important meme I have sent. The group Straight chat up, while recording I was screaming ever. in the bathroom with Claire and Abby after the movie on Friday, and they're like, "Okay," and I was like, "Okay," but I've been <laughs> shot in the face, and you don't understand because you're like, your podcasts haven't gone live yet. Okay, once you're there, you'll know and you'll feel as struck. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it was brutal. But it was so funny and it was deserved. There's so many movies these days that come at us podcasters just trying to live our we lives. We deserve it though. Our truth. We deserve it. Um, we really deserve it. it. <laughs> but it's hard to hear nonetheless. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, okay. Dumb bitch. Dumb bitch. Dumb bitch of this movie. I mean, like, who isn't? I feel like it's gotta be David though. He kicks off the whole thing. He's the toxic masculinity. Yes. He it's David. You, you're right. It should be basic knowledge not to cut towards yourself, especially with a, your giant family what? sword. You know what I mean? Um uh, that was and also you guys already made your board in the house, board in the house board TikTok when they did the little dance in the beginning. Pick a different song. You can't use the same sound for everything. I, you're you're hitting all the points here, Chelsea. I mean, there's nothing else to say. It's especially, David. He's a fucking fool. <laughs> especially a sound that's not even currently trending. Like nobody's gonna see it. I did okay. I, I loved that they used that song though. Ago. I thought it was great because it, it took back to such like a quarantine moment, which works when they're they're not quarantining per se. Yeah, but they're doing the whole hurricane party can't go anywhere. We're all here together. So it was very much um vibes my personal cultural touch point for that was like in the early days of the pandemic when Hannah B from the bachelorette was quarantining at Tyler C's house in Florida and they had their little quarantine crew and they were doing the board in the house board in the house board right yes before Matt was the bachelor um I remember that that's how I knew of Matt yes and that was like a pandemic TikTok sound like moment to me and the trends come back around sometimes so I thought it I thought it worked well even though it felt a little dated it felt appropriate that they would be like it was here's why yeah it it worked it hasn't been so long and Mm -hmm. there hasn't been a movie that I've seen that's commented on TikTok in that way 
And so I thought it was because that was like the big one, you know, during that yeah. time. It's so interesting, many, though, but that was one of the most iconic. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, though, because I've seen I haven't watched um that movie with Zoe Dutch and Dylan O'Brien, not okay, I think it's called. Um, yeah, but I've seen no, kind of the that. same cultural conversation around that movie as around this movie, which is that it's really hard to do a Gen Z movie, especially a Gen Z movie that's trying to be really current because the memes and the trends come and go so fast. So, so if you're fast. trying to engage, like you're already behind by the time your project is going to come out because it just takes a long time to make a movie. Um, right. And things are so like it gets so dated yes even even on this podcast we make all kinds of cultural little jokes about whatever the current trend is and then by the time people are listening a week and a half later it's like that might be super old now over honey (laughs) that joke is dead yeah that joke is dead okay well I guess that brings us to our knives out of fives so what are people feeling about this movie I know it's early days yeah um, on IMDb, it has a 6.6 out of 10. Um, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it has 90% fresh from critics, um, which is super high and 76% yeah. fresh from audiences. Um, and I feel like Sydney should give her knives first to get it out of the way. I'm going to give this a 2.5 out of 5. <laughs> okay. I respect your opinion. Only saving grace is Lee Pace mm-hmm. and the podcast discord and Alice quite frankly yeah like like she's amazing all of her lines just her know what I mean like Rachel you're a star I love you and Lee Pace and I love that they were a couple know what I mean like they knew who the <laughs> strong points were of this movie I love this <laughs> <laughs> to counterpoint here's the thing with me and sydney we come together few times but when we do it's beautiful but most times it's opposite (laughs) and that's why we are very close friends so important to have different perspectives (laughs) opposites attract you know Mm -hmm. Uh, i love this movie i also like i seen it twice now because i saw it friday and i saw it today um and it still slapped for me both times. I think also part of that was me like staring at Adam, watching it, being like, laugh, laugh, laugh. Uh, <laughs> but like, um, I don't know. I thought the jokes like still still held up, not like knowing what was happening. I was like anticipating it because I thought the payoffs were so funny. Um, and so I was excited to see them again instead of being like, well, I already know it's going to happen. I kind of, I maybe liked it better the second time because like I could anticipate how funny it was going to be in the parts that were a little dull for me because I think it did get a little bit slow in the middle just because like it was so fast, so, so fast paced, so funny, so cutting um, in the very beginning that when it got to that point where they're roaming around the house in the pitch black darkness, it was kind of just like, okay, we're out of that, you know? Um, So I'm not going to say that it's a perfect movie. I'm not going to say that it's the best movie I've seen this year because we've had such a fucking great year for horror that this is like low on the list comparatively um, because, you know, we've just had so many great things come out. But I had a really, 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 really good time with this. It was just pure fun. My favorite type of horror is horror comedy and this hits the nail on the head for me. 
Um, and so, yeah, I'm giving it a 4.5. Nice. Um, I, my friends were asking me when we left the theater, like, okay, so what are your knives? Um, and I was saying, I think probably at least a four, um, but I don't like to decide until I'm in the moment. Um, cause sometimes our conversations really change my mind, like autopsy of Jane Doe. Um, you know, so this, this didn't seem like it was going to be that kind of movie necessarily. I felt like it was all pretty straightforward. There wasn't necessarily that much to like dive into in like a meaningful way necessarily. Um, but I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I was laughing a lot. I thought it was interesting that it seemed like kind of everything in the trailer came from like the first 20, 25 minutes, which left a lot which of- Which I appreciated. Yeah. yeah, no spoilers. It left a lot of funny stuff and it left a lot of um, suspense and mystery still where you weren't really sure which way things were going to go. I thought, I mean, I think the trailer is frankly a work of art um, and a little better than the movie itself. Yes. Um, because it can afford to be like so fast paced in that way, like joke after joke after joke, really slammed back together um, and coordinated in a way where they're like kind of in conversation. Um, the movie itself, I think it is, again, trailer's a work of art. I think it set the bar really high. And so I think for me, while the jokes were great and they were spread throughout, it did feel like a little slow comparatively. Um, I thought there was a lot of room for more jokes and humor that they didn't fully explore. And I think they could have explored a little more like the realities of being stuck in the house during the hurricane, not trusting each other, but still existing in the same space. Like, okay, this is dumb. Um, you don't really like want to see people go to the bathroom in the movies. And it's one of those things where it's like, you, it just doesn't happen because it's not plot relevant. You know what I mean? But I feel like there would have been a lot of room for humor to do something with that in this movie where they don't trust each other. They don't want to take their eyes off each other. They're all huddled together, but somebody's got to pee. Um, I think they, they could have like capitalized on some of that a little more for character moments. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. I'd be curious to watch it a second time and see if it hits the same way a second time. Um, but I definitely had fun. I would give it like a 4.2 knives out of fives, I think. Beautiful. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it was just a fun time. It's not a deep time, yeah. but it's a fun time. It's not that scary, but it was funny. Moment. Oh, it's definitely not scary at all, but it was very funny and I love to laugh and I love I would have fun. rather watched the Minions movie <laughs> yeah oh, I mean you love Minions though so that's also a I would have had factor. a great time you and that six-year-old I would rather die than go see the Minions yeah. movie so here you see the, ju- the, the juxtaposition <laughs> between me and Sydney mm-hmm. <laughs> my favorite thing about the my Minions? friendship with Monica and I always forget it. So I never keep my phone on ringer, but every blue moon, I'll keep it on ringer. And every once in a while, Monica will call me. And I, every single time I forget that her specific ringtone when she calls me is the minion singing <gasps> ring, 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 ring. I hate you for and that. I die I laughing. For and that. It's like a treat for me, you know? <laughs> And and then myself. part of my soul dies every time. 
Oh man. See, that's what keeps our relationship spicy is that I literally can't understand or predict how you will ever react to any movie that we ever, ever <laughs> like that I ever, ever like. I'm like, if I like it, there's a 90% chance that Sydney's going to fucking hate it. But at least <laughs> like, I didn't prepare. give this movie a 3.5 rating. <laughs> it's worse. Yeah, it was worse. Yeah, it was great. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not offended. I understand. I understand. It's not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway what are we doing next week sydney why don't you talk about that <laughs> okay uh we are hopping right back into final destination summer which chelsea thought Maybe. was last week i thought it was just constantly it's just running in my brain at all times i think maybe every day every and day this is final destination day <laughs> this is the final destination that i don't remember i get four and five confused so i'm not fully Same. sure i don't think i've seen four ever so it's either about a bridge or about a racetrack racetrack and is i four. don't know Okay, so this is the racetrack one. Oh, I see. okay, I have seen this one, but I've also seen that fucking compilation of all the death videos, <laughs> so I get very confused. very confused. Don't watch that video, like, if you haven't seen them. Like, don't do it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is this the mammogram one or the other one? Mammogram? Like, Which one is that? That's got to be a four one. It might be this one. That, I already. come back next unless week i made it out. up in which case someone institutionalized me because what a horrible one to make up <laughs> anyway final destination Imagine. summer baby can you believe this is our penultimate final destination summer good use of penultimate thank you i love what does that, that word, word mean second to last, second to last. <laughs> Oh, it's a fancy word for second to last. Aren't you glad like, it exists? I am. I was like, that's a quarter word. They didn't teach us those big mm. old fancy words in Georgia public school education that I went to for a while. It's a it's, it's a fancy one. A, yeah, for sure. It's a way to sound fancy when you're talking about something that's, that is second to last. Mm -hmm. It's a very niche word. And that's why I like it so much. <laughs> Anyway, why don't you incorporate the word penultimate into a five-star review for Spooky Tuesday on Apple Podcasts. We're actually so close to 100 reviews now. We're at like 92, I think. We're getting so close. So like close the fucking gap, you know? Like don't you it's love It's your us? responsibility. Do your part. As a listener. We don't have a Patreon yet, so this is what you can do for us. Listen to what all we've done for you, which is be drunk and talk about bodies, bodies, bodies. <laughs> and um, other things like Lee Pace being 6'5". Yeah, we've talked about Important him being 6'5". Really, okay, while we were watching the movie, I turned to Adam and I was like, Lee Pace is 6'5". <laughs> in his ear. And he was like, okay. Was like, <laughs> they don't understand. Look, on the okay. set of Miss Pettigrew Lives for a Day, Amy Adams literally got distracted from doing her acting job because Lee Pace was just chilling on set observing, being very large. And the takeaway and from hot. that interview was he is a lot of boy. And that quote is very important to me. I love Amy Adams. <laughs> I love Amy Adams. Miss Pettigrew Lives for a Day, great movie. Incredible. Deserves incredible. an Oscar. 
but like why not also follow us on social media it's a great opportunity you could comment on our instagram and say leaf pace is six five and we could talk about it it would be so awesome you could dm us about it so follow us at spooky underscore tuesday on tiktok twitter and instagram we're also spooky tuesday pod on facebook and tumblr the tumblr girlies are going wild over our note posts so like you could be a part of that discourse and then also we are at Spooky Tuesday on Letterboxd and we have that one singular YouTube video. So like and subscribe. Bye, Spooky. Bye, Spookies. Bye. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. <laughs> First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests. You have to do a Google calendar. And then you build a following. It takes a long time. And I've been working on it for a while. Spooky Tuesday was created by Monica Height, Sydney Thompson, and Chelsea Duff, and edited by Sydney Thompson. Our gorgeously spooky tunes are all thanks to Tamara Simons, who you can follow on Instagram at Captain Tamara. And our podcast art is by Mary Murphy, who you can find on Instagram at the underscore moon underscore OMG.